Have you always wanted to be a star? Whether you want to be in the spotlight or behind the scenes, you'll get some great info from this show. It's the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids. Now, here's Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. Did you know that sugar can cure a burnt tongue? Actually, I have known that. But we will get into other life hacks later on in the show. So, starting off is the acting tip of the week. Focus your attention on something on stage. It could be another actor, a prop, or anything else. Keep yourself in the moment and never stare off into space. It's obvious to the audience if you're out of it and it's very distracting. Keeping in the moment enables you to remain in character and enhances the believability of the role and the play itself. Also, try not to play with your clothing or use other nervous gestures. Just look at the back of the theater or your focus point if you're tense. Okay, I've noticed that most theaters, they have like a clock like right in the middle of the back of the theater. So mm-hmm. when I'm on stage, I just look at that clock because like literally nine out of the ten places that I've have been, a clock. Had they, they, or they always have like something like a vent or something like that, like right on the wall, which is weird, but it's always there. So I just find it like really... If you need to stare out into the audience, that's where you want to look, like in the center. I usually try and scam over the audience, like not directly look at the no. faces, but if like I have to look around the room, I don't look at the walls, but instead actually like look. Well, if your character is supposed to be like looking around, then I guess that's different. But if if you need to just like keep your stance or whatever, then it's easier to look but at us- just one particular thing. Usually whenever you're acting, whatever, you are having... A conversation with someone? Yeah, it also depends on your role. Because if you're, like, an extra, then it's it's different if you're the main character, you know? Like, you're going to be in different parts of the stage if you're a main character. You're going to be communicating, and you're probably never going to be staying still anyway to look at something. Yeah. But if you're in a musical, and even if you are a main character in a musical, in a, in a dance number, you're generally looking out into the audience or something back, like, in the back of the theater yeah you know yeah i know what you mean yeah i know what you mean i got you all right next is the singing slash music tip of the week because we find we've been doing singing tip the tips of the weeks for like a while and we've been doing acting for like three years well i know but we're we're still finding new acting tips i mean it's getting more difficult obviously but for we kind of changing it to more of music tip of the week that way we could help broad ranges of performing arts so yeah this is how to write a song so work out a structure for the song i can't even explain how important this is because it has to do with not only like which parts of the song you're going to do first like write first but also i mean you have to have a bridge a chorus um actually you don't have to have a bridge it's just what you want it to be it it depends on the type of song that you're writing and what's the song about and things like that you just want to make sure that you have an outline i actually find it easier not to necessarily start at the beginning of writing a song but maybe i i mean it all just depends if i have an something like if i have an idea then i'll start from the beginning well a lot of the times i start with the chorus because if i have like a catchy tune or a catchy like phrase in my head and i'm like oh that'd be a great song lyric then I would focus the main Modest idea much? around it. Well, it's not like I write songs all the time or often or 
great songs, but I'm just saying when the, the experiences that I've had, that's what I would do, you know? Yeah. So the second one is to be ready when inspiration comes. I always find it like handy to have like just a little notebook that you can like pull out if you have like ideas never. for I've never had one. What? You confuse me because Harmony is like a musician and like a singer, but she doesn't like act like one. I don't know. You confuse me. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean I don't act like one? Oh, because like most singers or songwriters at least, and you write a lot of songs and you write good songs, they carry like a little notebook or no, they No, I do things differently. I only do improv. I cannot sing words that I have already written down. I am physically incapable. Well, if maybe the, the first time, but after you down, kind of have to. Because you have the idea. Well, yeah. How do you remember the things that you say? Well, you start off with one line. And I don't <laughs> ever just, like, sing a song. Like, I have to have a tune, so I have to create chords or something before I ever right. even start lyrics. Like, some people are lyrics to music, but I cannot do lyrics without the music. Because the music sets the mood. Is this song going to be a happy song? Because if it's a happy song, it can't have a really it's slow, it, it mellow... It is really... Okay, I, I think that the most productive way that Harmony and I write songs is Harmony creates... Chords. chords piano chords. Piano chords and things like that. And I put in my input, but she's mainly focusing on that. And yeah. then she... Most of the time, she actually just starts going off randomly improving with lyrics. And then I, like, we're writing this song right now, and we we recorded it. And then I add on to it, and I, my voice is, like, really raspy. I'm so sorry. I'm, like, getting, <laughs> I'm, like, getting sick. But, um, yeah, and then we just add on from there. Okay, next is strike a balance between repetition and variety. You don't want the song to be I almost repeating never itself. repeat. Like, when I'm writing a song, like, if I'm like, I already used that word. <laughs> I can't I use it again. The word, the. Oh, my gosh. No, I think it it all depends because and a, a chorus is obviously going to repeat, repeat itself. But that's not what it means. It means, like, repeat singular words or phrases. And yeah. I think it's okay to give emphasis. Like, if you repeat, like, the first line... Or, like, the first verse, again, at the end, like, Taylor Swift's love story. How do you remember that? I have, like, a bunch of songs that always run through my head throughout the day. It's like I don't have a song stuck in my head. I just go through lyrics throughout the day. Okay, Harmony and I do this thing where we combine, like, it's not even, like, consciously. It's, like, where we take a bunch of different parts of different songs and we, like, mix them together when we're just, like, if we have a song stuck in our head, it's normally actually multiple songs mixed and intertwined yeah it's weird i don't know how like to i there are songs out there that literally are the same song in a different life yeah it's weird it's, it's great though yeah i make a great hook something that's catchy um i don't it know it can't be cheesy right it, it shouldn't be cheesy. that's one of a main problems of any songwriter out there just ask them just be like it's it's so when you're just trying song, to make it not yeah, cheesy exactly because if you're like wow happy i don't know like the song i'm happy or whatever i don't even know like i yeah a lot of people really like it but personally it's like not my forte it's because it's repetitive right and i'm not really the repetitive type in a songwriter anymore i used to be when i was like in second grade i (laughs) i used to make songs it was just like the same thing and one time i was like trying to write more like fifth grade 
That wasn't fifth grade. It that was fourth grade. grade. It, it was, was fifth fourth. grade. Fifth. <sighs> Shh. Fifth. <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, right. Get feedback. So it usually helps when you have someone else writing the song with you. Yeah. Like if you're writing you a song alone. Work together. If you're writing a song alone, it's yours, but you're going to need input. And no matter what the input that you get, you probably won't be happy with. Right. So it's easier to work with someone else because you could correlate with them. You could get new ideas, things that you never even thought of, like putting into your song, you could put into And it's, it's really handy dandy. Yeah. That's not how I describe that, it. But, um, yeah, I would say so. And also it doesn't even mean from like someone that's a friend or a family member, like just random people get their input because if they don't like it, chances are like other people won't. But if they have like inputs to put in to the creation of your song. Okay, nowhere really on here says anything about a theme. Just saying. You should also have a theme. Well, you should. I mean, some songs are based off of a story, like Stand by Eminem. It's an older song. I don't song, do stories. But it's, it's an entire no. story of a person in... But they're in the song, you know? So lots yeah, of times they're everybody. the people singing yeah. it. I don't know. It all depends on where you're coming from. I don't think I do story songs because I don't want to share my story with a song or I don't want to share other people's stories. It's with just it. hard for me to put well, my, my life story into words, personally. Into I don't know about four other paragraphs with yeah. a tune is not, no. Yeah, it's like not, not possible for me. But for other people, sure, go ahead, like... Yeah. Well, they're like 10 it. minute songs about people's lives. Like, they're typically not the like shortest Deathbed songs. Like Deathbed by Reliant K. Yes. That is a good song, guys. Listen to that song. It's 11 minutes long, but it's genius. It's a genius song to me. It doesn't seem like 11 minutes. Like, after you it actually listen, you're like, oh, how long was that? Like, three minutes and 11. Because when you, when you listen to it, you have to really listen to the words because it's literally telling you everything about this person's life. And it's just, it's brilliant. Let's take a break. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Harmony Hagerman. And we're the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids Channel. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. 
listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. And we're going to continue our episode. I didn't know what to say. I'm sorry. Did you like blink out or something? I was at a loss of words. No, like I had like a bunch of ideas that were like running through my head and I was like, what do I say? Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to continue on with the of the weeks. So beauty tip of the week. Get eyeshadow to stay in place by priming lids with moisturizer and foundation. Or eyeshadow primer. Yeah, that would work as well. Probably more. <laughs> Actually, mm, the eyeshadow primer that I use is just basically, like, basically all they are are moisturizers. Like, that's a tanned moisturizer. Well, it probably has, like, a thicker base than just a moisturizer. It's thinner. What? Maybe it, I don't know. No, <laughs> Maybe it's, it like, sits, it probably like, sits on your skin more than a moisturizer would, because a moisturizer is, like, made to like be sunken into your pores but <laughs> i know that sounds really weird but yeah okay <laughs> anyway uh going on to the book of the week we are reading a book in language arts right yes yeah. the class no angel we're reading a book in math okay i am tired i am justified with my mistakes you're okay? not justified. i am justified you make these mistakes every day no matter what okay yeah but it could be like five okay. o'clock and you'd be like they don't need to know that, okay? <laughs> but it's true. I am a mistake maker. All right. It is called The Pig Man by Paul Zendel. And we're we're supposed to be only, like, nine chapters into it. I'm, like, 12. Yeah. I got... I, for, I just totally read past that. I accidentally... She did. told us it spoils the story, but I don't get the point of that. If we're going to read it anyway. Yeah, but... And we never even did... We didn't do, like, a literary circle or anything, so... Okay, this book, it's one of those books that you get to page, like, a hundred and something, and you still have no idea what this entire book's about. Yeah. Like, why they're writing it. I mean, it's a good book, but you still don't know exactly the plot, which is interesting, because most stories, the plot is introduced within the first few pages... I know the end, and I know the beginning, and I know the characters, but I have no idea, like, what leads up to the ending. Like, right, wh- because in the beginning of the book, it tells you what happens in the end, but not the filler. You know? Yeah. So like, you're like, wait, like, how did it get there? What are you talking about? Exactly. So, yeah. you, so it keeps you guessing, which is kind of good in a way, but this the way that they worded it and... Well, it's also, I'm pretty sure this book was written in like the 19 1960s like late 1960s not yeah it was no yeah probably yes it was because i have adults that i have talked to about this and they were like yeah i read that when i was in school and i was like nah, no you didn't it was published <laughs> no, like no, last no. year no. but which is odd because it's also coming from i mean an older guy is writing this i think he was like mm, i think pond Paul Zendel was, like, 50 when he wrote this, I want to say. 50, 60 when he wrote it, okay? 40s to 60s. Like, I know that much. I was going to say, like, 48. Because if you were in your 20s, I really apologize. Yeah. Well, why I'm saying that is because I read, like, the back of the book, Mm -hmm. like, the very back where he's talking about, like, the author. And it said that he's in his, like, 60s, 
but the book was published in like the 1960s but I don't know if it's, like, an updated version or okay, not. Okay, well, if he was in his 60s and it was published in the 60s, then he was alive in, like, 1900. <gasps> that is frightening. So just think about this. In the 1970s, which doesn't oh, seem that long ago, you can adults. actually relate to the teenagers in the book. Well, but at the same we've time... We've changed, yet well, we stayed the same. Yeah, it's weird. Society is so different than what it was, but at the same time... The standards a lot of the, are different. Right, the standards are different, but society is the same. I think that the expectations are both higher and lower for... S- lower. 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 Maybe <laughs> lower for certain people. I mean... It, okay, they are lower for certain people and stereotypes, mm-hmm. and that's one of the main problems, I believe, from then and to now. The only thing that has stayed is the stereotypes, and that's what's contributed to how well, also, people I treat think, other people and the expectations. I think, like... I don't want to say the word temptation because I'm not tempted to go and, you know... Do like, the stereotypical things. Right. That teenagers are associated it's with pure now. It's Right. It's literally... It's peer pressure only maximized because it is the entire country. It's mm-hmm. how everyone views teenagers. Like, whenever we walk into a store, I could be buying... Harmony and I were just walking to Fry's and we literally had, like, a dollar, but we were just going to spend it on Kool-Aid packets that were, like, ten cents. Because we were dyeing Angel's hair. By the way, it's red now, guys. Well, it's not It's really. kind of. It washed down. It's but. in some spots red. But it's, it's not, like, a bad blotchy. But it's not blot. Never mind. I'm just going to stop just, talking yeah, and continue. Anyway, we walked in and... We could feel the eyes of every single employee. Because they're just like, they're going to steal something. They're going to... And it's like, no, we're not. Like, we're not bad kids. But a lot of the time, we're stereotyped. And I get awareness and such. Because a lot of teenagers are going to go to a store and steal things. But, I mean, you you don't have to There's a line between awareness and just stereotyping. Yeah. I, I would agree with I was talking to an adult the other day. I think it was our art teacher. And she said when she was a teenager in high school, they had breaks where they could go out. And there was a little section of the school where it was just dedicated to smoking. And you could just go and smoke. And it was just in this little area. But you could still just go and smoke whenever you want. And the kids would do that. And now you come within 10 feet of a school with a cigarette in your hand. You're going to get arrested or fined or something. I mean, it's all, it's so different, but at the same time, I mean... It's more restricted, too. Okay, but, like, but the same general idea is still there. Kids still But the teachers, like, well, yeah, that, but other than, like, there's still states where teachers are allowed to hit students. Texas. It's still legal in Texas. In Texas. Way to go, Texas. Independence. Woo! I don't know if that's a plus or not, but in schools, and I was also talking about, I feel like so, like, on point right now. No. Yes. But, um, this, uh, this guy that I know, he was talking about how in Texas, it's still legal to, like, spank kids in school, like, as a teacher. Like, hit them with rulers. Yeah, or like, even paddles, like, <laughs> get over here. Yeah. And then beat them. Like, you get, no. I would not be okay with that. Well, what happens now is that you like parents have to sign a paper saying I want I want my te- my kids to be able to have this type of punishment or not. And uh, most parents in Texas are okay with it because it's what they were grown up with, so it's nothing new. I'm saying I went through, no so to you that. have to. That's what's going through. Even if I had gone through that, I'd be like I'm not putting my child through that. <laughs> nope. 
well i read this book it was it's, i think it's called the boy or boy or something like that the by, Roald, by Dahl. Roald Dahl. yeah and he goes through his entire childhood and it's not like a normal autobiography because he explains all the little stories and such it's like it's literally like a story but it's it's like a gigantic story about his childhood it's so interesting because he had a lot of like interesting events happen i feel like our life is like really boring compared to his but it's all good um but he was paddled when he was a kid i mean like it was just a normal thing I mean, kids dreaded it. They didn't want to get in trouble, but it still happened. So, I don't know. Society is the same but different. And I think that's where... It's the generation I, gap. Yeah, and I think that's where kids and adults My dad doesn't believe that there's connect. a generation gap. He says that there's no difference. My mom always tells me the temptations were the same yesterday, today, and they will be the same tomorrow. But I think the temptations may still be there, but the way we handle it is different. I mean, it's just the way of life. Like, everything is going to be changing and evolving, so. I'm not. Harmony just, like, looks, like, so, like, blown away right now. I'm not. I'm just trying to accept society, like. But then again, we are society, so what does that say? It means that we, none of us can truly. people are society, but we're always complaining about society. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's so difficult to, like, grasp. I mean, it's, it's like, the, the mind-blowingness of life, to be honest. We should have <laughs> some kids in the government, guys. I, I'm just kidding. No, we yes, shouldn't. No. That would oh, be an maybe. irresponsible decision on the government's part if they actually allow children into the government. I was about to say something really political, but I could get in trouble with it. So I'm not going to say it, but oh, I'll, I'll leave <laughs> yeah, it to no. your imagination. Yeah, you guys have fun with that. <laughs> I feel like we should bring in like third graders and see what they think on today's point of view of society and the world. We Can should we do, do that? that. No, Let's it has to be that. younger than third grader. Because when William was in third grade, like, last year, he had full opinions on everything. Like, he knew about it. Like, he was like, Okay, what about, like, first graders? All right, let's do it. We'll go on a field trip. Yeah. Do you think our school would allow us to? (laughs) Maybe. Let's do that. I really actually want to do that. I'm totally full-heartedly up for it. Even just, like, two or three kids, like, just sit down and talk to them about everything. Unless we took an entire class. Because it would be an actual field trip. Maybe. Yeah. we could get a bus. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we can do that soon, all right? Cool. Let's take a break. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Harmony Hagdorn. And this is the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13. Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your hosts, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. <laughs> Sorry, well, I thought you were gonna go. No, I've been kind of a loss. Okay, so. as you can tell, this the show is kind of more. I mean, normally we have like laid back shows, and this is still like laid back, but we're kind of talking about like deeper meaning stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Harmony's like giving me like the no. I'm trying look, to like, like the most judgmental look. Never and I'm just mind. like what? No, no, I'm not. All right, it's so not. yes, even. All right, so we're <laughs> going to go on to the advice of the week. All right, so this is kind of an of the week, kind of not an of the week. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like what we wanted to talk about, but we... I came up with this yesterday. I, it wasn't even my idea. I was just driving to school, scrolling through Tumblr, because... Typical life. Yeah. <laughs> so I was scrolling through, and I read this post, and it, like, kind of changed my vision on things. Mm-hmm. And every action has a reaction, and how I handle things, and how much things okay, can change. Okay, it scares me sometimes just to like sit back and think, 
Okay, I literally, just me, I control everything that I do. Like, that scares me because every mess, like every mistake that I do or anything that I mess up on, it's all on me. But other people say other things control you, and I strongly disagree with that statement. I think it's all your like, mentality. People always try and blame things. On, okay, like it's different if you have a, like a disorder or like no, something like, like that, like a, like depression. You can't control your thoughts. Like that's something that is like a symptom but what we're talking about is more our like your actions and your thought process and right, things so like that. basically you are in charge of you no one else is and at any point in time you can change anything you could randomly kiss someone at school you can get on a plane and fly somewhere or you can get off the bus too early you could go rob a bank like you could do anything but we choose not to okay and so i'm going to tell you about the study that they did because you're going to be extremely fascinated it was a oh. mental study it was actually done in the basement of harvard shout out to harvard <laughs> um so um so this guy set up a study it was a while ago and he created the basement of Harvard to look exactly like a jail. So mm-hmm. the basement of Harvard was a jail. And he brought in, like, let's say 100 people. I know it wasn't. I can't think was of the it right more? amount. It was it? No, it, it might have been 100 or less. It might, I don't know. It was an amount of people. And he brought it in, and he split it up, and he gave them roles. And he said, you're a prison guard, and you're a prisoner or whatever. And he made them hand in all the things or whatever and change. And it was just like an actual prison. Only these people were normal citizens. Were normal citizens, and everyone knew that. They just and after the it was only for like seven days. It was a week or mm-hmm. less. It might have been like no, it was twelve days. It was for twelve days, and the people went in there and they started acting like prisoners. Like they became rowdy. Some of them decided that they wanted to get tattoos. Some of them were induced with like I don't know. They had like they would. The mentality was different. They would act different. They would. They had depression. The guards would be mean, but the like people were like screaming and crying. And they it took was role exactly to another level. It messed with their minds. But the thing was, like, all of this makes sense to you right now, right? They were never told that they couldn't leave. They could leave at any time, and they chose to stay. Like he, ne- he always left the doors open and the cells were always unlocked and they were never told that they couldn't leave. And everyone, what? every single person stayed. Everyone. Every person made the decision, even though they had depression at this time because of staying. They had the symptoms of what normal people in prison would have, but they just didn't take the action to leave. None of them. Wow. <sighs> That's like the study like, wherever they put... They took doctors and lawyers and bankers and social workers and they all brought them into a room and they said, you guys are going to you guys are gonna go out for like... You guys are going to be like... You guys are going to go to a mental institute and you guys are going to try and check yourself in. When they ask these questions, you can only answer yes or no to seem like you're mental. And once the people got in there, like they only had like two month sentences, but they could never say, hey, I'm actually a doctor because that would make them sound crazier. So the entire time these people made the choice to stay in a mental institute and everyone in there thought that they were mental, but they couldn't say anything. Because no matter what they said, no one would have believed them. Because if they were like, I'm actually a doctor. Look, here's my paycheck. Here's this. Here's 
they would have been like, you're crazy, sir. I'm sorry. Can you please like sit down? But like the people that were like in charge of the experiment, like were always like, oh, um, don't do this or whatever. Don't take this. Like if they gave them like medications at the Institute, they would take them not to, they would tell them not to take it because they weren't actually mental. But then they slowly became mental over time. And then after two months were up, they acted completely differently. Like, they're... Hmm. I wonder if it would change their perception on the way... Mental Like, the way that they look at other people. Like, for lawyers, the way that they look at their... Defendants. Yeah, or, you know, their clients, if they're prosecutors and such. I mean, it. it kind of... It confuses me, but at the same time, it fascinates me because, like, as a teenager, like, as a 14-year-old kid in eighth grade, like, I could do something at school that would be completely different from my normal stature, but it would blow everyone's mind because it's not normal. But then again, what is normal? I'm guessing that everyone's day is just a repeat of the last whether you want to admit it or not like you're wearing different clothes and you say different things you have different conversations but in reality you do the same thing every day and there's never something that you just change i have the complete ability to change it i challenge myself i challenge harmony i challenge everyone that's listening to this to do something that's completely different than you would normally do the next day you go to school or work or or any social event just do something completely different. It doesn't have to be totally crazy, but just something different and see how that turns out for you. And if it turns out negatively, you did it. Yeah. Now you could say, you could look back and laugh at that, or you could look back and learn from it rather than saying, oops, I didn't do it in the first place. You know? Like the things that says never regret anything because at one point it was the thing that you wanted to do the most. Right. Or... I'd rather have a life full of oh wells rather than what ifs. I mean, I mean that's true. Like, well, would you rather? Like, I don't know about the oh wells and what ifs because, like, some things could like really change your life. Guys, don't get thrown into jail. Yeah, Just we're saying. not saying like do something like bad <laughs> that will negatively affect your life, like permanently or, or just anything. Change but change something. Just do something different. I mean, see how that turns out, and tell us. Contact us. We have an email at theangelandharmonyshow at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, literally. We're Facebook. Yeah, I think everything, so. Everything, social media. We, yeah. <laughs> so Except just, for MySpace. Don't look us up on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Who uses MySpace? Let's hey. Let's be honest. My grandma uses MySpace. <laughs> just kidding. She doesn't. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean. The ability to change. You have the ability to change. We just don't grasp that ability i could be a gangster tomorrow (laughs) i don't know about that like i could Uh, i can't see you think of a decision that you've made in your life and what would have happened if you had changed it share it like share what it is because i want to hear what yours is well wait well you say yours first because i need like an idea Hmm. to grasp off of or something that you've done that you're glad that you've done but it's totally different than what you would normally do all right, so, hmm, I don't know. I want to do something that's, like, completely different, like, that no one would expect from me. Well, what are you thinking of doing? Like, what what do you want to do, like, when Monday comes around? When Monday comes around. What are you going to do that's different? 
nothing. You I, have okay, to. Okay, on Friday, I took the largest leap, guys, and I, like, did... I didn't wear makeup, and I didn't do my hair, and I wore sweatpants and a t-shirt. It was so weird for me. I, I heard, like, people talking about it, but it was in a positive way. Like, they were like, like you weren't Marmy's even around. pretty chill. Like, you weren't even around, but they are like, I actually kind of want to scrub it today because... I saw Harmony. I was like, like it's that leap of faith because everyone is so like, what if people make fun of me for wearing this? And once someone does something, you think if they can do it, I can do it. Right. It's like, so why can't we all just do it? I mean, what's holding us back? I heard like we're holding ourselves back, I think, because our opinions of ourselves, self-esteem, like reassurance, things like that is honestly just what we think of other people reactions to ourselves that's it that's that's what it is everyone no matter if you want to admit it or not everything that you do is based upon your believed reactions of other people but half the time it's not even going to be like that it's going to be completely polar opposite of what you're expecting like whenever i walked onto the school grounds i was like i'm gonna get made fun of so badly and like no one treated me differently unless they like talked to me more or whatever and it was like weird it was like people were actually like like like, i heard like someone like people were joking around with you like oh you really dressed up today but it wasn't in a negative way they were just like that's unusual for people it just struck up a conversation yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's take a break i'm angel ramirez and i'm harmony hagedor and this is the angel and harmony show on voice america kids Every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your hosts, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. That last segment, like, it kind of, like, it fascinates me, like, the human nature, but at the same time, it, it confuses me because nothing that we think is normal is normal. So, yeah. Kind of going on with life, but a little different twist on it. We have some life hacks for you guys, and we're gonna 
share them with you and kind of give our opinion and things like that and if we've ever done it and yeah you go first all right so behavioral scientists say that we need about 21 days to make or break a habit if you go 21 days without something you won't need it anymore it's true it's as long as it's a habit you will not need it anymore it's not like if you don't drink water for 21 days because you'll die guys no <laughs> well, offense. you may still want it well it depends what it's it is no because longer a habit it's remember when i did that remember how i felt but i don't need it all right hmm. 21 days to break any addiction 21 times of repeating something to remember it but it's for it's for days so you have to repeat it every day or repeat the lack of that. Every or day? repeat the sentence, and that like if you're trying to know vocabulary words, go cat, a feline, something, 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 well, and then repeat that twenty-one well, that's times. Well, uh, twenty-one times is to break it, or twenty-one days. Or Make whatever. or break it. Well, our our game specialist said If you do something for said twenty-one that times, it was thirty times to to remember something. Twenty to thirty-three, guys. Yeah, to remember something or forget it. Well, I think that that. When do you ever want to forget something on purpose, though? Whenever it's a bad memory. Well, yeah, but how do you just, like, not think about it? Okay, so... I don't have... Okay, I don't know about just brought back up another... Okay, so I, I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. All right, so there's this... I am, in case you guys don't know, a giant chicken. But I usually don't act like it. Like, I will sit there, and I will watch horror movies with you, and I will... But inside you're scary like things d- and dying I will, and like melting. Mm-hmm, and I will talk to people about scary things about life or whatever. And I will have those conversations with you. But I am absolutely terrified of my own shadow. Like my paranoia is so bad. I don't think you harm so, me. I think, I think it's kind of affected each other because I had the worst paranoia in... Uh, I still have it. Like it's so bad. I mean because I, I surround myself with... Um, because I want to be an FBI agent and a homicide detective, and, like, homicide doesn't, like, scare me, but it's the fact that people have the ability to. They could, someone could kill me right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's not likely, but it's still possible, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's frightening, and (laughs) it's Okay, well. (sighs) It's been frightening for me ever since I was, like, ten years old. All right, so in the third grade, or fourth grade, fifth grade, fourth fourth or fifth grade we had a friend named colby shout out to colby holler yeah um he told <laughs> us the scary story or whatever That's fifth grade and it was nothing like i'd ever heard like i've heard a lot of scary stories like a lot of actual stories a lot of scary stories i okay i love horror movies and scary movies but my paranoia is different than harmony's in a sense that mine is more I don't know. Mine is how I would deal with it. And mine is the actual action. Yours is like, why would they do that? Yeah, mine is... Angel questions... Okay, hold on. I will put this in the words of other people. Why do people tick and how do we make them stop? And mine is, what will I do when people tick? And mine is... Mine is, why? Yeah. It's the... It's not even necessarily the why. She is the action and I'm the reaction. Well, yeah, it's more of the thought process. It's more of before the action and yours is after the action. All right, so anyway, I was told this story and it was... Like, I've heard hundreds of thousands of... I've heard... Yeah, thousands, millions, guys. I've heard at least (laughs) 3.9 trillion scary stories. To be realistic and all. Minimum. Anyway. (laughs) Um, so, um... So, this one was weird. 
because it was like, what would I have done? Like, I don't think I can say it. It's about the girl with the dog. Uh, I'm not sure. If, if so, viewer discretion is advised. No, I, I'm not Are going you, to. I, I don't think so. So well, well, um, just kind of explain it without all the graphic detail. Just so basically, very... a girl is in her room or whatever, and she's like, her dog's like licking her hand or whatever, like it's hanging off the bed, and then she like goes to her bathroom because like she hears noises, turns off the water, goes back, turns off the water again, keep, like it keeps like she keeps hearing dripping, so. She keeps on waking up in the middle of the night. And then, long story short, her dog's dead, and then, like, there's a message left for her. But it's scarier the way that you think about it. Yeah. And so, it says, the message says, humans can lick, too. So, the thing that's been licking her hand when she was asleep all night, thinking it's her dog. stop, stop, It was not her dog. Stop. And that just creeps me out because it's nothing so, that you've ever. It's not a typical horror movie where everything is is killed off or anything like that, or something gets a disease. Instead, it's the fact that another human could do something that we're not used to. The scariest stories to me are the ones where you don't die, where you just experience. Okay, it. to me, my my literal like this is my worst fear is people that I love around me. Are taken away from me and I'm stuck alone. Like so, you it's have not the fear even of being the fact alone. I don't. Well, You're gonna not, be one of those people. Well, not like alone. Like I'm talking about like, like they they die kind of thing. Yeah, not, they, not just they leave. Okay, because I like being alone. I'm an independent person, but for for like ever, <laughs> I'm independent <laughs> because I am paranoid. Like if something happens to me, it better happen to either that person first, or they better know that it happened to me. I I couldn't even. I'm not afraid of dying i'm not afraid of a lot of things i don't have the fear of death i have the fear of the thing before death i have the fear of the what ifs or why yeah hmm anyway going on with the life (laughs) right these are supposed to like not be deep but you know yolo (laughs) did it lighten the mood okay um I'm trying to find a really good one. All right, this is, like, a really... It's totally taking a turn on life hacks. Like, this is literally something that you could do when you're, like, at Starbucks or something. When ordering coffee, ask for a medium cup, like, a medium in a large cup. They'll probably accidentally overfill it, and you'll get a cheap large coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, usually the prices are, like, 20 cents different. No. Yeah. It's, like, a dollar... And fifty cents. Not stuff. even. It depends on what you get that's and what where you're buying me. it. That's what bothers me the most. Whenever it's like, should I get the one that's forty-seven or five seventeen? It seems like a whole dollar more, even though it's like it's, thirty cents. Yeah, if that. But it's more of the the mentality of yeah. Why? There is. It's kind of weird to think that there's like a mentality and a structure of way there's a reason why everything is what it is and things that we don't even think twice about okay Uh, hold on (laughs) have you heard the study with the people that were shocking others no don't think so possibly maybe okay so it was someone asked why did the nazis sorry sensitive part why did the nazis do what they did if they knew what they were doing was bad it's because no, listen. So they did the study, and basically they brought in 20 people. Ten of them, they had voice recordings of saying, like, ouch. or So at first it was just ow, and then it was 
ouch. And then it got to the point where it was bloody murder screaming. And they just recorded these little clips from 20 different people or 10 different people. Were they actually in pain or were they just acting? No, they were just acting. These 10 different people had the voice clips or whatever. And then um, they took videos of them sitting inside of an electric chair. But it wasn't like it wasn't actually shocking them. It was just a video of them getting into the chair. And then the video cut off. And then the, the other ten people that were a part of it, that weren't, like, they don't know what's going on. But they brought them into a room, and they sat them down. They showed them the video of the first person getting into the chair. They cut it off, and they said, now you're just going to hear sounds. There's a doctor behind you to tell you if something's wrong with them or whatever. Here's the button, and you're going to shock them. And the people, like, so the first, like, um, you're going to ask them questions. And whenever they get it wrong, you're going to press the button. So then they were like, okay, so... Um, the questions would be simple, like, repeat after me. Cat, dog, bird. Cat, dog, bird. All right, so you got that right. But then if I said, like, some really weird word or whatever, or I had 50, if you got it wrong, then you would shock them. And the guy would hear the noises, like the voice recordings. But 80% of the people that did the study were willing to kill people for getting the answers wrong. Because a doctor was in the back and he said, it sounds like it's hurting him. Please proceed. Because there was someone in the room that knew about it. The guy felt pressured to have killed that person. And 80% of people were willing to kill people for getting the answers to a question wrong. What? 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 Oh my gosh. The only 20% got up and said, I can't do this and left. Only 20%. And they had the option. They, it, yes. they could have just gone up and left any time. And of course, wanted, no one was hurt, didn't. but yeah. But it's, it's more, yeah. No. I. That is so weird thought to think. of it. Oh my god. That test makes me so uncomfortable. Or the Bobo doll test, but that one's not even good, so continue. It's actually, it's brilliant that people conduct these studies because you could understand the. Well, the Bobo doll test is for understanding children. They basically show them um, short clips or songs or whatever, and then they give them a toy and see how they react. Hmm. I don't know why it's called the Bobadol test. It actually sounds way cooler than it actually is. <laughs> but, sounds oh well. kind of interesting. Continue <laughs> with our life hacks. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Thank you guys for listening to this very sorry yeah. understanding <laughs> show for us. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And we're the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. Up next, a kid track. Up next, <laughs> up, up next, a track from the Kid Star Album of the Month. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Please join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go be a star. We'll see you next week. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone Dave Farmer with Luke, I'm Your Father. Luke tells his buddy solo, riding on a tom-tom. Gonna check on a projectile, but he ran out of time.
Saxophone from the Kidstar album of the month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. 